0: Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes Podcast. My name is Pat, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here today. We are still technically in July when we're recording this, so I'm going to go ahead and just just say we're in July. Um, <laughs> and we are actually doing a double episode, and this double episode is going to cover TV and potpourri. Jen, are you ready?
1: No, not at all. I haven't done any research. I am completely depending on you to have done it.
0: And that's the thing. I have done some research <laughs> But, side note, really light month. I guess most people this July decided that they were just going to kind of live their best existence and not cause too much havoc and (laughs) destruction and mayhem. I mean, so far this year, doing a quick little snapback, we've talked about the Cheers series finale. We talked about Golden Girls leaving. We have a hidden episode that we'll release at some point in the near future regarding our Stay by the Bell discussion great childhood story hidden? that also ended saved by the bell it was great oh, from our, our childhood like you're looking at me like childhood story, story.
1: have a hidden childhood
0: <laughs> so we had that Well, we did discuss the childhood story of potpourri where we went over some you know wacky wacky and real news stories I believe we talk about a man's penis getting chopped off the Waco that siege. That
1: was last month was the penis.
0: I know. I'm talking about the last six months. These are some of the things we've talked <laughs> Who about. Who was the penis? Well, I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying a man's penis was chopped off. We had uh, the Waco siege. We had the bombing of the World Trade Center in February of 93. We've had some really, really wild stories occur. Did we go over that? I believe we talked I, about it briefly. It happened in February of 93. I mean, I, I don't remember that we wouldn't have. Um This month... Not so much. Jen, I'm going to ask you some questions about certain things, and I want you to, you know, we're going to kind of rapid fire. So for those that don't know, Potpourri, again, the weird candy dish full of weird shit. It's actually funny. There was a, I saw an ad on TV for like a TV show, and it, I think it was, a, it was either a movie or a TV show or like a miniseries or something. I don't remember what it is, but when I will, I'll update the listeners who I know care so much. But it had Ken Jeong in it. And it was, like, he's literally sitting there, and it was, like, it's a trailer for the show. And he's, like, oh, this looks like such a nice, you know, thing of candy. And he's eating it, and someone's, like, that's potpourri. And I just started laughing because I'm just thinking about, like, the story I've told so many times of people eating potpourri. Do you remember seeing this at all? Is this ringing a bell? I know. I
1: saw him on an at like, on a trailer for something recently. And... Was it wasn't Community, was it? I can't... No, no,
0: no. It, I don't think it was... I would have remembered No, I that. think it's
1: when we were watching... Com- it was when we were it's watching... It's called community. The
0: After Party, which stars... Okay. Um, oh, that sounds fun. Who knew potpourri was so delicious? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess apparently he ate it once as a kid by accident. Ken Jeong did. Did he get sick? I don't know. I guess it's like a running gag. So like he got it like squeezed into the movie. So it's oh. just here and and this is there's gonna be a lot of this going on. See like see? Who knew potpourri was so delicious? And then they're just talking about it. Oh no, actually that might even be a oh. that looks like that could even be maybe like an absolutely thing. I don't even know. But anyway, point being it happened in real life, my sister ate it. Um, the after party season two unleashes Tiffany Tiffany Hash and Zach Woods found amusing to see Ken consume potpourri with artificial potpourri. They insisted on making him eat the real thing. So he ate potpourri in that movie. Or in that show, The After Party. Pretty sweet. I don't know. Thought that was pretty cool. Because that's what we always say every, at the beginning of every week. Oh, you're looking like you found something else.
1: I'm just looking up edible potpourri recipes.
0: That's a thing. It'd probably like dried fruit, I would imagine, would be like edible potpourri. Because you can put it out and it would be like in a color... And then you'd be able to like
1: fall potpourri. Yeah, there are ones with dried fruit. This one is fall potpourri candy snack mix recipe. And there's all candies and cornflakes. And oh my God, if you don't think that I'm not making us edible potpourri for a future episode,
0: I think at the end of the year when we do a wrap up party and then going forward mm-hmm. into next year, just every time it's potpourri, you like mean one our of us
1: mixtape sleepover.
0: Yes. One of us will <laughs> have to uh, make potpourri that we can bring it in, kind of like trail mix. Could be fun.
1: Can we yeah. get sleeping bags?
0: No. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm not investing in a sleeping bag. But continue with your idea.
1: I can't because you just <laughs> knocked it down.
0: <laughs> no, can let me flush it out.
1: get an air mattress? Which we have. Can we take that air mattress and set it up adjacent to the pod closet and actually like have a sleepover
0: uh possible
1: for the end of the year Extravagance.
0: possible um it would be a vibe i'll say that we here at our house there are multiple animals which would probably be oh that's true rowdy about that whole scenario and pop the bed but it's worth a shot discussions for things that we can talk about in the future but I thought that was funny that now it's coming out in pop culture. Other people did eat potpourri. So I've been saying this story <laughs> to you. Really You've funny. been thinking that my sister was really special, but other people did it.
1: No, I don't. Jen, if you're listening, I don't think you're really special. Well,
0: she did eat potpourri. So <laughs> here's the deal. Not a whole hell of a lot of things went down, as I was mentioning. I mentioned some of the wilder things that happened before. So I'm just going to kind of run through some stuff here. So in terms of TV... We had, and I'm going to put, some of this stuff is actually going to be lumped into the same category like twice. In terms of TV, we had The Bash of the Beach, which was the second and only other Bash of the Beach for WCW.
1: They've only had two?
0: That was it. They only had two. Bash of the Beach, second and only one. Then they, like, defunct it. They had, as one of the highlights for that, they had... Ric Flair against Rick Rude for the NWA championship. Rick on Rick? Yep. And Ric Flair was supposed to drop it to Rick Rude, but because the NWA was kind of like, stop fucking around with our belt, that was the last time that that belt was used. So it was not allowed to be dropped by Ric Flair to Rick Rude, so he won that match. The Hollywood Blondes, for those that know and follow wrestling, Brian Pillman and Stone Cold Steve Austin, they won the titles there. Uh, As the Hollywood Blondes, they won the tag team titles. So oh, that's, wow. that's interesting little wrestling uh, tidbit. And Sting and Davey Boy Smith beat Big Von Vader and Sid Vicious mm. as a highlight match. There it is. Bash of the Beach. I've spoiled it 30 years later. Discuss.
1: I can't believe you could would do such a thing.
0: I did. Some of the other people on the card included Lord Steven Regal. There was...
1: Oh, oh, he was there too?
0: Scorpio. There was... <laughs> Uh, Ron Simmons. There's a lot of people that are gonna um, be in the WWF real quick, real soon. I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, right. It's interesting when you yeah. hear what I just said, and you're like, "Oh man!" So a, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things there uh, in the world of professional wrestling in the mid early nineties uh, is where we are now. It as we all know, is really going to take off into pop culture when they get the, what's called the Monday night wars. And, you know, let's say 96, 97, a lot of people's childhoods on one side with WCW. And then a lot of people's, you know, a lot of older people's childhoods, And then a lot of younger people, um, you know, into the attitude era where you have stuff like DX and stone cold, Steve Austin, who were culture, you know, pop culture staples, and a lot of that has to do with the tie-ins with MTV and all that other stuff, which we've been slowly talking about as we're going. Because we're kind of right at that precipice. Before we get the Total Request Live, before we get all these different things, Like we're there at the beginning of all that. So it's interesting now to kind of watch that whole ride. So this is just something to think about. Bash of the Beach, these are all people that are going to play something to do with 90s cable TV ratings, really. Yeah. And as we've talked about before, or at least on our other podcast... You know, the main thing about this, too, is that like this is when we're talking about this, this is some of the stuff now that's kind of, you know, we're at a moment in time where the writers and the actors are on strike. Um, There's discussions uh, rampantly about AI and the use of people's likenesses and things like that in the future and also streaming. Right. We're podcasting, which would have been something that would have we would be on a radio show talking on a mic (laughs) <laughs> Anytime before or the mid 90s we would never have the opportunity or we would to never. do that at all because or we'd be like recording I mean, it be real. on our tape yeah but yeah. it's it's the idea that that's any it of the we'd have the little started.
1: like recorder
0: or we'd be like wayne's recorder. world we'd be like we'd have this idea on public access we'd be doing it at two o'clock in the morning for a half hour so it's just the idea that you even get to do all this stuff um it's that intersection of technology and some of the last stuff that's left is live events so it's really interesting to see where it's all kind of come you know some streamers like Peacock and stuff like that. There's discussions that they're just losing ton of money, but they paid for the live events and they're getting people to subscribe for that. You know, YouTube bought. You know, YouTube bought the streaming rights for football. I mean, oh really? The landscape is changing. I have no that that's on. where um, Red Zone's gonna be. I mean, that's the streaming um, landscape for TV is completely changed. I say all that, and I talked about a WCW pay per view, mm-hmm. another event that occurred. That that did happen. A baseball MLB all-star game. Like, this is where we're at. Just
1: the first one?
0: No, just they had their game. (laughs) Whatever the amount was, that occurred. And the only other event that I saw that was pretty big was uh, July 25th was the debut of Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher. We'll put a pin in that for a second. As I circle back to what I was saying. And I say all that because when we're talking about TV and July, now we have Shark Week which is like a great little cultural thing that's out there that people enjoy. It's kind of the unofficial kickoff to the summer.
1: When did that start?
0: You have, I want to say like 14 years ago, but I could be a little bit wrong, but I think that sounds about right. You have all these shows that keep getting dropped on streaming. Just there is no, there's no longer a catalog. It's just, they come out. And they say, okay, this is our calendar, and this is when we're going to do this. Like, right now, in 93, there's nothing. It's just a barren landscape. You look like you can tell me something about Shark Week.
1: July. Uh-huh. 19.
0: Mm-hmm. 88. Damn. So yeah. this was going the on.
1: The first show that aired was called Caged in Fear and had a 10-episode run on the Discovery Channel.
0: Wow. I stand corrected. So mm-hmm. this has been going on for a very long time, but... uh It didn't make the cut here for things that were on there that I saw. It didn't say Shark Week was on.
1: There was a wealth of other shark-themed programming with shows like Sharks, Predators, or Prey, and Sharks of a Different Color.
0: I fucking love that shit, man.
1: Yeah, that's wild.
0: Here's our rundown.
1: I literally was like, oh man, that probably started in the 90s, even though it feels like it was, yes, 14 years ago. But give me the rundown.
0: All right, we have a show called Brains and Brawn.
1: I saw. Okay, so I did do a small of amount of research and Whoa. I saw that that was a show.
0: Who? Okay.
1: And I didn't think. Okay. It's, isn't it like a game show?
0: Yes. It premiered on July 10th. Who was the first co host?
1: Oh, um. Brains and Brawn. I don't. No, but is it like Arnold Schwarzenegger or someone bodybuilder-ish?
0: Maybe this could help you. Okay. Brains and bronc. Because I'm gonna ask you about all four of these things that came okay, I already cool. dropped that you are you're gonna get politically incorrect, and then I'm gonna question you about the the two. Like this is just a back uh, and forth. So
1: this is you just trying to show 100%. how little I know about 100 percent.
0: But cool. also, also <laughs> okay. Brains and Braun was on in the 1950s. September 13th to December 27th, 1958.
1: Can I take a guess as to what it is?
0: You can take a guess as to what it is. Is Brains. I'm sorry, it's Brains and Brawn. So, what is it? It's a 20 minute game show. What is the premise of the game show? Is
1: there some sort of physical challenge and then some sort of like brainiac, like maybe trivia type element where you see if someone. Has who has both like they and they put like a typical nerdy person and then like a typical athletic person on.
0: Full Disclosure. I've never watched it, but that sounds about right. Okay. So it's two teams. This is the version that premiered July tenth, and it goes to October sixteenth,
1: nineteen ninety three. Oh, so it only lasts a few months.
0: It was a teen-oriented <laughs> program. Well, the first one only lasts a few months too. <clears throat> Do you know a little show called? Two teams of three teenagers. Two teams, three teenagers. Okay. One of whom was a celebrity captain competed. They competed in five events for points, which they would use in the obstacle course at the end of the show. First one, two-minute drill. Each contestant stood at a podium. They would get asked questions. The round lasted two minutes, and each right answer won ten points. Second, hockey. one contestant from... (laughs) From each team played, one would be the goalie while the other would try to hit balls with a hockey stick into their net. Each team had 30 seconds to score goals and would earn 10 points for each goal. Swing shot. Two contestants from one team had to throw balls through three large holes in a wall. However, remember the opposing team sat on a pendulum swinging in front of the holes and would try to block the balls as they flew past. Each team got 30 seconds. Four, oddity. Each team faces an identical board with ten rows of three items. One item in each row was the oddity that did not belong. Each team had sixty seconds to move the oddities into a column in the center. They received ten points for each one identified. So that seems more like one of, like a sh- like a mix of like a shell game and also you know like a like a match game where you got like there's like nine things that are blacked out and you have to like flip a card and be like this card doesn't match this card and you got to remember where they are. You know what I'm saying? You are seeing those games? Of,
1: yeah, yeah. I feel like I have to see things to get it, but I think I don't know.
0: The last game that they played <laughs> was called Volleyball. The teams played a three-minute game of volleyball.
1: of Volleyball.
0: With 20 points awarded for each score. Two things made this game more difficult. First, each teammate was connected to each other with a bungee cord.
1: <laughs> okay, this is fun.
0: Second, the net was a solid trip of fabric so the ball could not be seen through it. So, like, the net is solid fabric. So you couldn't see the ball. So, like, the, the the netting was just black, I guess, and you couldn't see the ball. So when they would hit it, you wouldn't know which direction it was going, I guess.
1: Okay, yeah, I don't understand what you're saying, but okay.
0: Yeah, and then the last thing was uh, the obstacle course. And then whoever... So, not really a lot of brains. I guess the brains is answering questions and doing that, like, uh, moving the columns slash, um, like, memory game. Okay. It was hosted by a duo. Teen-oriented show.
1: Okay, wait. Is it Mario Lopez? Is he one of them?
0: Okay, so here, here's here's how we're going to play this, okay?
1: And my ballot. I don't know how, don't know how to say her name.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you three guesses. Okay. One of them is a male host, and one of them is a female host. I'm going to count that as your first guess. So you have two more guesses. You guessed Mario Lopez mm-hmm. and Mayim Bialik. That is incorrect. Neither one of them was in the show.
1: I think it was a good guess. Are these hosts associated with being brawny or brainy? Or are they just popular like with teens at the time? <clears throat> you got to give me a hint, other than male female.
0: Well, there's actually two female hosts, so one left after a certain amount of time, and then one male host. I I don't want to give you more of a hint, because, Uh like... There's an old expression, like, you're fishing with dynamite, and I feel like your first guess, you, like... Like, you just kind of blew something up there. And I'm not saying that that killed a fish, but I'm saying there might be stuff floating to the top. Dustin so, Diamond? And, and who would his co-host be? Tori Spelling. Okay, wrong again. <laughs> Last guess. Um,
1: Mark Paul Gosler?
0: That's right. Is it really? That's right. Yep.
1: The Kapowsk?
0: No. Tiffany? So there is a... I don't know her, and if she's out there, she's clearly listening. So I know she's listening to the podcast, so I'm sorry I don't know the works of Danielle Harris. Mm. Uh, She was an American actress. She's known as a screen queen for roles in multiple horror films, including four entries in the Halloween franchise and the Halloween remake... And she was in Urban Legend, a show called Stakeland, uh, the Hatchet series. She's She was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, The Last Boy Scout, Free Willy, and Daylight.
1: Okay. I don't
0: really know who she the, Um Yeah,
1: I just looked her was, up. I don't her really voice know is, is
0: Debbie Thornberry. So I don't know who that is. Now, I don't know who she is, but I sure as shit know who Tatiana M. Ali is, a.k.a. Ashley Banks.
1: Oh, shit. From
0: Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
1: I know who that
0: is. Yeah. So like, and that did not, that show did not last the remake. It did not wow. seem like it was very good. So yeah, you are pretty close. You did it right. <clears throat> so having said that, um, Brains and Braun. a show that premiered. <laughs> it was a show. It didn't last very long. We
1: should have watched some of this. Man, uh, we still need to watch Singled Out. I forgot that. You know,
0: you know what we should do? We should also jot some of this down. So for the slumber party, we can go back and maybe watch a little bit just to kind of get it. What do you know about a show called Wienerville?
1: (laughs) I would hope it's about wiener dogs is what I would hope.
0: Is it a cartoon? It is a show on Nickelodeon. And it's, I think it's a puppet show. It was based around a giant puppet stage that was designed to look like a city called Wienerville. It was created and hosted by Mark Wiener. So I knew nothing of it. A puppet show. Theodore Tugboat. A Canadian children's television series about a tugboat. It looks, it's kind of what's the other guy with the fucking... (sighs) The train, Thomas the Train. It kind of looks like that or like a ripoff to that. It's like literally Theodore Tugboat. Like Theodore Tugboat on PBS. So that's
1: So it's Thomas the Train in Canada. As a tugboat. As a tugboat.
0: So we have Theodore Tugboat, Brains and Brawn, Wienerville, a show called Danger Theater, which is a American half-hour comedy anthology series produced by Universal Television and aired on the American Fox Network from July 7th to August 22nd. Seven episodes, 30 minutes, um...
1: Is it, like, um, Fear Factor?
0: No, it was each half-hour-long show consisted of two comedy segments, each a spoof of familiar action anthology format. There are two exceptions, one being Go Ahead, Fry Me, with guest stars Liz Vassie and Sam Mann. The style of the comedy show was similar to, like, to Airplane or Police Squad so like kind of like a slapsticky like whatever i'm not seeing there's not like a like a list of comedians or anything so i don't even oh well, there
1: were 7 episodes so.
0: yeah but i mean it wasn't even like one of those where i'm seeing like a super famous person like did it or something um Yeah you know i mean sometimes it's like Not that In Living Color wasn't famous, but you're like, oh, look at all these famous people that were on that. Like, it doesn't say anybody, so I don't...
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. And then, last but not least, we had Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher, which debuted on Comedy Central.
1: That's right. Then it
0: goes to channel... So, I believe it was CBS or NBC. Goes to one of those channels, and then it airs for a while until, of course, he has controversial statements about 9-11. And... Gets thrown off that and then goes to HBO where oh, he's currently at.
1: That's why I didn't even realize he was on like an NBC that long.
0: Well, this is Comedy Central and then he gets moved over there and then um, at some point like, it gets scooped up and I think it's like Saturday. He's on like Saturday nights or something like that.
1: Huh. I thought he but went right he from those, Comedy Central to HBO. Then he has would the 9
0: comments and then uh, he's gone after yeah. that because you can't really. Gone from HBO? Gone from like network TV. Or, like... Yeah. Well, then he went to HBO. After that, because I mean, you can't be saying that.
1: No, kind of stuff.
0: Um, in that fashion. Now,
1: but you watched that when you were younger, right? Yeah,
0: I still, you know, for a while, still watched it. Now and still dip back and forth. Sometimes it gets a little too skewed, and sometimes it really, sometimes it really depends. I mean, for me anyway, I think it kind of depends like on the politics of the day, and if you really want to wade into it. If you do, yeah. it's a, it's a good alternative to a John Stewart type. In that they were all kind of doing the same kind of things, whereas at least when we were kind of in our formative years and late 90s, early 2000s, stuff like that, into, you know, the Obama administration, let's say, so that like 10, 15 year stretch, you'd have like Bill Maher one side would have, you know, multiple people once a week, really like well produced and have a couple people he'd be talking to. And then they're having, you know, relevant conversations, you know, about political ideas or things of the day where someone like Jon Stewart doing the Daily Show, like, he's giving you the comedy news but also really enlightening you, you know what I mean? So it's like, you can go one way or you can go the other way to kind of get your news, but it just depends if you want to be involved in the cycle, you know, and be listening to potentially <clears throat> politicians and lawmakers and news people all the time coming on and kind of pleading their case. Yeah. It while All, all while knowing that this is actually, like, Kind of entertainment programming, you can learn something, but it's entertainment programming versus like what the—it's not NPR. What versus what the cable news has become now, where they try to almost emulate that in some way, where get these bombastic people on to say bombastic things, but you're kind of like, but you're supposed to be news, so just kind of tell me the facts. Which I have some fun facts for you later on. I like fun facts. A couple good stories. Shows that left a show called Room for Two Mm. out for a year. Show called Sirens, which came back in nineteen
1: ninety three. Is that about ambulances?
0: Is a Canadian American crime drama mm, series. I would
1: assume so. Then
0: three rookie police, three rookie police officers in Pittsburgh, Pens- uh, Pittsburgh Ooh, police officers.
1: A tongue twister. It is. So it is
0: for me. It is anyway. And then a show called A Different World. For those that know.
1: Oh, A Different World ended.
0: Yep, July 9th.
1: Oh, man. We should have talked about that more. Well, Did I you mean, ever watch
0: that? I did not. I did. I really... We really didn't watch Cosby show and didn't really do anything.
1: I would say I watched it in syndication. I don't... I didn't watch it when it was on.
0: So there, there it is. That's your TV. That's your TV events. Do you have any questions regarding some of the groundbreaking things I've discussed here? I mean... Really not a whole hell of a lot, right?
1: No. I mean, Politically Incorrect in A Different World are two pretty big deals.
0: Yeah, Different World Leaving is a big deal. I mean, it was around for six years. It is a big deal. Um, politically Incorrect debuting, sure. It's a big deal. He's going to have multiple different iterations of a similar kind of show. Or, you know, the same name, I should say, of the, same, of the show. Um, but, I mean, uh, in terms of... Anything other than that, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just not, not much that I could see there. What I did see, though, so I saw two stories in the news. So, in the news, there was a story, uh, or one of the things that made news, was that JFK Jr. quit uh, being the assistant district attorney in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Then I Googled his unfortunate plane crash, which doesn't happen until 99. So, it's not like he quit that and then that bad thing happened or something like that. All right. So... Okay, for those that follow JFK Junior, he quit being an assistant district attorney.
1: That fact is not that fun.
0: This is what I'm saying. These these are kind of <laughs> facts I'm working with. Uh, there was a winner to Wimbledon. There was a winner to a a US Seniors Open. Like we're not we're not talking old sports, so I mean we don't really care that much about that. But do you know about a man named Vince Coleman who used to play for the New York Mets? Oh man, it actually
1: really I feel like a terrible Mets fan. I don't know if I know who Vince Coleman is. Okay. Is that bad? Is that like really bad?
0: Well, after I tell you this story... Um, I don't know. You tell me. So Vince Coleman... I'm trying to see if I can get this... Oh, it's not even... he's not able to... Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So Vince Coleman... was on the New York Mets. You and I are both New York Mets fans. Yes. What I can tell you is, as a Mets fan, this is a time that I specifically remember the Mets because I know that the Mets, like, had bullshit like this happen. Vince Coleman was a player for the Mets, and in 1993, the Mets were really trying to trade him because they had enough of his bitch-assness. So, in April of 93... He had injured Dwight Gooden's arm by recklessly swinging a golf club in the clubhouse. In July of 93, he injured three fans waiting for autographs at Dodger Stadium by throwing a cherry bomb at them. What? So for those that know in New York sports lore, Vince Coleman and the Mets when he was throwing firecrackers at fans... A New York Mets player threw firecrackers at fans out front of Dodger Stadium and injured them.
1: Oh no! In
0: July of '93. Well,
1: no, I don't feel too bad for not knowing who he was.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, not really.
1: I probably should have known,
0: but yeah, and that's just like a, one of those. <laughs> for the for those that don't know the Bobby Bonilla story, um, Bobby Bonilla is a baseball player that deferred his salary when he got bought out by the Mets. So every year, I believe it's in July. Right, isn't Bobby Bonilla no. Day in July or is it June? Keep talking about it. On the I was Friday gonna be like, day. so every year there is an unofficial holiday where everyone makes fun of the Mets. Bobby Bonilla Day. Um, it is in July. Yes, I was right. Every July first. Oh man, bo- we missed it. No, what do you mean we missed it? We talked about it. We're talking about it right Maybe now. I
1: mean, we missed it on July first. I usually know it's Bobby Bonilla. Oh day. no, I, I celebrated. it.
0: I texted it. I texted everybody. So, for those that don't know what happened,
1: like, isn't isn't that your friend? Isn't that Phil's birthday?
0: It is. It's Bobby Bonilla day as well. I
1: didn't know it was Bobby.
0: So for those that don't it's know Canada the story of Bobby Bonilla, and again, this is a New York-centric potpourri. So we've we've left TV behind, okay, and we are now <laughs> all eating from the same potpourri um, dish. Yeah. Lennox.
1: I'm sticking with the dried fruits. You guys can eat the bark.
0: Don't get any edibles because these stories are all silly. Okay, so we told you the story of Vince Coleman, a New York Mets um, player who in 1993 threw firecrackers slash a cherry bomb at Dodgers fans, injuring three of them. Way to go, Vince, making the Mets look great. Well, the previous regime of owners of the New York Mets, because now we have, you know, Uncle Stevie Cohen, his current owner, uh, I believe he was a hedge fund manager, billionaire, lots of money. The previous owners of the Mets, the Wilpons, All this ties into the Bobby Bonilla lore. So Bobby Bonilla is a player, a slugger. I believe believe he was also, he might have been on the Pirates and then the Giants. I don't remember his entire career arc. I do remember him as a Mets. Mets signed him as part of this run in the 90s where they were trying to be good and it just didn't really work out. (laughs) As Mets fans, you know, my grandma watched every game. My dad watches every game. It's just a thing in our house. My family loves baseball, loves the Mets part of it is like for those that don't know like the being a Mets fan is is like it's hard to it's hard to describe cuz I don't know what it's like to be a Red Sox fan or a Cubs fan. They've won now recently, so they have that like monkey off their back, but there were people that lived their entire lives and and like never saw them win, right. but they came close many times. The thing about being a Mets fan is that the Mets are always like the step it's probably like more like being a Cubs fan because... Well, the Cubs took 100 years to win. I'm saying I don't well, know what any te- feels like.
1: Uh, are the White Sox better than the Cubs?
0: Uh, they've won more championships. Yeah, so
1: it's kind of like more like that because it's not like the Red Sox have another team in their city that's better.
0: But it's not even about that. What I was saying is those teams uh, went historical droughts without winning. Like hundreds of years. Lifetimes of fandom. But there was that idea that like maybe there was a glimmer of hope like with the Mets thing about the Mets is they won in 69 and they won in 86. They haven't won since then. But they're always competing against the specter of the Yankees who have like the most championships, right? And that's what you're talking about with Chicago, the White Sox and the Cubs cuz it's just like I think that's more like a Cub town in general. I think people just kind of love the Cubs. But the thing is you love them cuz they're losers. They're lovable losers, right? And the Red Sox you have all the people with all the anxiety because they're always facing the Yankees. Well, now they've beaten them a bunch and you know I, I'm more of a guy who subscribes to like recency bias in my sports fandom, like the idea that somebody wants to sit and talk about, yeah, you know, the idea that someone wants to sit and talk about. Well, the Yankees have won, you know, a Yankee fan talking about how many championships they beat, like Boston, right? But like, how many championships have you been alive for that you saw the Yankees win versus a Red Sox fan that got to revel? Right. Like, it gets to 19- a level, sixties, exactly. Yeah. It gets to a level where you're like, how many of those did you see, like? Should only count things that you kind of were alive for if you're gonna have that argument. Like the Red Sox have done historically better than the Yankees, at least since the 2000s. At least four
1: Yankee fans have now turned this podcast off.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) It's okay. I was only using that analogy because there's just such a difference, and we are talking about the Mets. Because again, we're going back to Bobby Bonilla Day. (laughs) But being a Mets fan, like there's things that must have that happened with the Cubs and happened with the Red Sox. But the Mets always do the dumbest shit, and they're always involved with the dumbest shit. And that's what makes it just be, like, even worse. Because, like, I've never seen them win in my lifetime, right? I was live, but I was too young, as were you, to kind of revel in that championship. So... I do remember them winning. I remember Bobby Bonilla.
1: But I was really young.
0: Yeah. you Yeah. Really young. Really young. I remember Bobby Bonilla being on the team, and it was supposed to be part of the... I believe it was, like, Brett Saberhagen, all these other guys. It was supposed to be this rejuvenation of the Mets roster, and they were going to... Go compete. Well, they didn't. So the Mets wanted to buy out Bobby Bonilla. So, Wilpon, owner of the Mets. Again, this is this is just stuff that's out there, and I'm kind of shooting off the hip here. So some I might have all the facts correct, but I'm pretty close. And again, if you're listening to this, you know that's kind of what we do, and that's the point. So this is definitely not a, a retelling of the story, word for word. But Wilpon of the Mets was involved with a man known as uh, Bernie Madoff. You ever heard of him? Mm, yes. Right. So Madoff was giving Wilpon, who Wilpon gave money to, was giving him these inflated. This is how much money you're gonna make on your investments with me. Um, returns. So he was thinking he was making all of this money. So when Bobby Bonilla it came time to buy him out, Bobby and Bobby Bonilla wanted to defer it. They're like, well, we're gonna be making so much money off of our investment that it actually doesn't make sense for us to pay off your contract. We will give you a million dollars in for the next 30 years or whatever the amount of time was on that contract. So Bobby Bonilla, clearly a shrewd businessman, decided that he was going to take that money. So every year he's been getting an annuity on that contract. Well, lo and behold, the Mets were involved in the Madoff scam. So when Madoff, a few years back, went to jail for running the largest Ponzi scheme in American history... Who was there that came out in the dossier? The Mets. So we, as a as an organization, the Mets gave this man an annuity on his contract to buy him out instead of just paying him for his last season. Thinking that they were making this profit off of this investment that wasn't real, right? It could only be a New York story. Only happened with the New York Mets. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. So every year on July 1st, every other baseball team Did gets to start? say the Mets are the dumbest team ever as they have to write a check to Bobby Bonilla. But for 1.1 million dollars. Did, did that
1: start in 93? Did they get him in 93? Is that. But that
0: hasn't. It's just an event that happens in July. I'm just talking about Bobby Bonilla Day.
1: <laughs> Unrelated to
0: 1993. <laughs> Unrelated
1: to 1993.
0: <laughs> nice. I just dropped a little Bobby Bonilla Day trivia for you. How did we get there? We said that it happened on July 1st. So
1: we're talking about Vince Coleman. Is that his name?
0: That's right. And that somehow got us to the Mets and their terrible. Uh, you know what? Terrible signings in the nineties. Bobby Bonilla being one of them. Oh,
1: they nineteen ninety one. They got Bobby Bonilla.
0: I'm trying to see when they actually got rid of him. He signed with the Mets ninety one, ninety two, becoming the highest paid player in the league, mm-hmm. earning 20, more than six million dollars.
1: Twenty nine million dollar five year contract. Twenty
0: nine million dollar five year contract.
1: Ninety one.
0: Making more money than. Yep. So yeah, I'm reading all about it. After a subpar ninety nine season, the Mets released him and owed him five point million.
1: Okay, so I kind of feel like at least he was there in 93.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, he was there in 93. And Mm -hmm. every time this payment happens, it's July 1st, is known as Bobby Bonanda. Mets owner Fred Wilpon accepted the deal, mostly because he was heavily invested with the Ponzi scheme of Bernie Madoff and the 10% returns he thought he was getting on his investments.
1: Well, in a few years, we can talk about it again in 95 when he leaves the Mets.
0: Yeah, we'll always talk about it. Every July, we'll always remind ourselves, as Mets fans of Bobby Day. So I said that regarding Vince Coleman, because these are all uh, kind of Mets lore stories. These are things you just know, like you're a Mets fan and you're just like Vince Coleman incident. They also shoot bleach your kids from a super soaker. Like they do dumb shit. Bleach? Yeah. That's fucking Mets, cool. man. That wasn't Vince Coleman. I'm not going to say who that was. We'll get there when we get there. But like, that wasn't Vince Coleman. But um, that was the Mets, man. Mets were wild. Those
1: aren't my Mets.
0: Those are your Mets. My Mets we is,
1: What's his name on Howard Stewart like, being a lunatic? Um,
0: uh, Lenny Dykstra? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> it doesn't make me any better. Did you go to Mets games at this age, you think? In 93? Mm-hmm. At 10, I definitely had gone to a Mets game or two.
1: I sure. was going to Mets games when I was like three and four. So, yeah, yeah. 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 And the best is when you got the orange seats because you were close. Yeah. At Shea Stadium, There were... Um... Oh, my God. Anyone who doesn't like the Mets, which is probably everyone who listens to this, has turned this off. But I'll just tell... One little story about Shea Stadium and how there were four tiers of seats and each tier was a color. There was orange, blue, green, and was red the one up top?
0: I think... So. I, I don't...
1: Orange was definitely the closest. Lower, yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know what inning it was, but between one of the two innings, since Shea Stadium is right by the airport, mm-hmm. LaGuardia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is La- LaGuardia, right? Correct. Um, there'd always be planes like landing really close or taking off, so there was this game where like they would show different colored planes that would like mm-hmm. that would basically be cheer like there for your whatever <sighs> i'm having a hard time explaining this. when your color plane was going you had to cheer really loud and whoever cheered the loudest would win mm-hmm. and it, like that plane would win the plane race on the big screen that was horribly explained but it's something i remember and i like
0: did you also get the ice cream in, in the? the comb? I was just gonna say, and the and ice and cream and the and the, yep, in the, the baseball helmet, the Mets helmet,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, vanilla you did. with chocolate sprinkles, Mets. Let's go, Mets. Anywho, 1993, July,
0: hot. It, well, it wasn't. And anywho, we did have the Vince Coleman incident. We just kind of gave a little Mets
1: on the Fourth of July. Batman. Did you play with sparklers? And no. did you really?
0: Yeah, no, I didn't do that. What
1: kind of childhood did you have?
0: A good one. Did you let me ask you a okay, question? A good one. Let me ask you a good one. Yeah, I, I have all, all ten fingers and all ten toes. Um Sparklers,
1: <laughs> ask, Pat. They love babies let babies play. Let me
0: ask you a question. Right. And Vince Coleman is busy in July fucking throwing cherry bombs at, I'm not at fans. About cherry my, bombs. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do you like Pizza Hut as a kid?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Now. What would you have been doing? Let's say you were 20 and you lived in New York City and it was, I don't know, 90 degrees out and you had access to the roof. What would you be doing on July 4th during the day?
1: Um, During the day? Yeah,
0: it's during the day. You're 20.
1: I'd probably be sleeping in and getting ready.
0: 3.30 in the afternoon. Sun's beating down. Are you trying to, to say, five degrees?
1: Are you on your I would say you'd probably go to your roof to watch fireworks in the city. I did live in the city but let's say and you, have roof access when I was about 22 maybe.
0: Did you ever sunbathe on the roof? No Jen, what if I told you that people did do that on July 4th? 1993? I believe it. I believe it. And what if I told you?
1: I used to drink on the roof because I had to be drunk to be brave enough to go up the ladder. Terrible idea.
0: That's true. that's like the thing that I think about sometimes and I've been on some of those buildings too just side note like with work every now and again I'll go to like an old flat roof commercial building and you'll look up and there's that ladder for roof access that's like 20 feet up and I'm like (sighs) like I don't Mm -hmm. and those ladders when they're like just bolted right in they're just straight
1: they're just bars there's like they're just bars that you just
0: jutted bars and when they're there the thing about those is like when they're there like, it really feels less safe than if it's just, like, a ladder. Because I feel like the ladder's lean. Like, makes yeah, you Yeah, you can put it on safe. an angle.
1: You're not doing yeah, it Yeah, this up. is just,
0: like, straight up. And I'm like, this just depends like on me. Like Paula
1: Abdul.
0: Yeah. Now, having said that, had you gone up that rickety ladder.
1: Okay.
0: Had you made it to the top. Yeah. Just for argument's sake, you're like, all right, I'm going to wear a two-piece bikini. I'm 25. I'm sunbathing, right? And mm-hmm. then I'm next to you. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to wear my fucking America Muscle shirt, okay. right? Let's just say I'm wearing a European Speedo. Who even knows what I'm wearing as well? Like, we're just both out here sunbathing, living our lifestyle. We're
1: wearing little skimpies. Gotcha.
0: And we look up and we see a blimp that starts to come towards us because a Pizza Hut blimp (laughs) crashed into a roof while people were sunbathing. No! On July 4th of 1993. (laughs) Nobody was killed or anything, but a blimp (laughs) crashed in New York City. Isn't well, that where I thought this was going? We're sunbathing <laughs> on the roof. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Those people have a good story.
0: That is a story. I found a YouTube clip of someone telling the story, like some dude. Oh, shit. Who like, was sunbathing, just talking about the story. I mean, that's what I found. I thought, story. I
1: thought this was starting where you were going to ask me... Pizza Hut. If Link. I read a lot of books in the summer to get a little personal pan pizzas, and what books I'd be reading, and the answer is yes... Babysitter's Club slash Sweet Valley High slash Judy Bloom, yeah, but, but that's I, not the question. The question no, was... I <laughs> aged you up. I made yeah. you in your 20s you up
0: there on the roof sunbathing. That's what I made happen. <laughs> and guess what? That is... Uh, that's what happened. A Pizza Hut blimp crashed onto a rooftop onto a bunch of sunbathers in Manhattan. That's amazing.
1: And I'm glad they're all okay. I
0: wonder if they still run blimps. Like, that's, like, a weird thing to think about. But I think about, like, blimps. and I. I... <laughs> but I think about <laughs> like, blimps. In a moment like this, I'm thinking about blimps. you said, but I think about blimps. And I'm thinking, like, I know they have a few, like, the Goodyear blimp at, like, Super Bowl games and things. Like, big football games. I believe they still have that. But, like, do people just fuck around with drones instead? Like, how many more blimps are out there? Like, would you ride on a blimp or any other dirigible? <laughs> Me? <laughs> dirigible? That's what a blimp is called. It's a dirigible.
1: I don't even want to go on an airplane. You're talking about riding in blimps. I just found an article um, from the Reader's Digest.
0: About blimps? Like what dated happened to blimps?
1: July 27th, 2022. Written by Morgan Kutolo. Cotu-
0: what happened to blimps?
1: Um, Here's why you don't see blimps anymore is the name of the article. Mm. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. But apparently there is a reason. <laughs> there's a reason why we where you rarely see air
0: airships Dirigibles.
1: oh god main reason you never see airships in the sky anymore is because of the huge costs it takes to build them and run them they're very expensive to build and very expensive to fly airships require a large amount of helium which can cost up to one hundred thousand dollars for one trip So, and the prices of helium keeps on going up due to a worldwide helium shortage. Oh, okay. It's no small feat to fly one. According to the Federal Aviation Administration, only 128 people in the United States are qualified to fly airships, and only 17 of them are paid to do it full time. On average, it takes pilots 10 to 15 hours to learn how to fly a single engine plane. But in order for a pilot to go on their first solo trip in an airship, it takes 250 to 400 hours of training. And because we have drones. So it seems like blimps um are
0: really expen- expensive. you know. I just sent you a text. I yeah. <laughs> I asked that you read that. I ask you read what I sent you.
1: Oh, there's only about 25 blimps still in existence. And only about half of them are still in use for advertising. So if you see a blimp, it's a rare sight to see. And it's probably, you should buy a lot of ticket.
0: Please, know, re- please read the bottom part and then read the <laughs> picture.
1: I didn't get a picture. Oh, this? <laughs> Call it by its name, a uh, dirigible.
0: Mm-hmm. It's dirigible. So from now on, we talk about the 25 things. Talk about them like the uh, beautiful extinct creatures that might be dirigibles
1: noun a dirigible airship especially one with a rigid structure okay I've never heard that word before I will admit um I had no idea that blimps were so expensive to fly or run and it makes me sad because I really did used to love a blimp
0: see it like it makes sense it's one of those (laughs) technological things where you're just like we've just done this so much better that that, you know I, I couldn't even imagine the cost to be honest with you I thought it more, the reason that you saw less of them probably had to do with, like, the piloting. And, like, you said, the amount of, like, work that you would need to do. Because it's just, like...
1: 25 people in the United States can fly them. That's it. I yeah. Mean, that's, like, it's just that's not... Wild.
0: It's just not... Yeah. And it's, like, to $250,
1: get $250,000 for one trip of helium. And then you're basically, like... I mean, I I would assume it's just a waste of helium. Like, if that's Yeah, a, well,
0: what are you doing at that point? like the the fact, You're blimping blimping ain't easy
1: and blimping ain't easy
0: and the fact that you're literally blimping and wasting all this <laughs> money and a, pr- and a resource that we yeah. need also you can give me some shots of a football game that we can get better shots with cameras on a string at this point yeah you know i remember a lot of it would be like for those cool aerial shots but i mean you think about think about the story you no know, i never
1: even realized that i thought they were just fun little torpedoes in the sky that like you,
0: what didn't you realize i'm sorry what like did you floating realize not blimps?
1: not missiles. that they that they were there to to record footage of things from an aerial view, I never even thought it of was two. It it's t- obvious it would be
0: two different things. So for the football game, it would be like here's the Goodyear blimp, so you're advertising over the stadium, and whatever sections of the city can see Goodyear. Yeah, you're on TV sponsored Goodyear, and then what Goodyear is doing is is advertising basically the shots. So the shots would be these shots of these, a wild angle because you're at a certain height. You know, you're so high above the stadium. So you're zooming in on the action. Yeah, no, I you're understand. Like, you
1: point. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. I, know, I knew that they did it, but I never put together that that's the reason
0: that they existed. But before um, that, right, we had these big cameras. They didn't have the rigs that they have, that they have now. So it would literally just be like the couple sideline cams or the cams in the booth. And then the fucking blimp. Like, that's all you had. So now we've got it to a point that, you know, they have cameras. You know, the XFL put cameras on in players' helmets. They have cameras that come down on a string. And they have drone shots. You just literally would not need it. It actually almost serves like this really cool, unique archival footage in a way. That now is completely meaningless. So you can get that shot for nothing. And then they're also in like airspace too. Like I just told you that a fucking Pizza Hut blimp crashed into a building. It wasn't a blimp. It's not an unmanned blimp. There was people on there that were flying it. And it had a big hole in it. And it fucking crashed.
1: I'm glad everybody's okay.
0: I am too. But it's just, uh,
1: and now I want to go back to '95 and eat or '93 and eat a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut.
0: Do you think,
1: like, for some reason, getting the little pizza all to
0: myself was so much more exciting than sharing a pie?
1: Do I think what
0: that like the magic of that is gone? Like, why don't we just get you a personal pan pizza next weekend from Pizza Hut?
1: Not as good as they used to be, are they?
0: I have no idea. I'm asking you. You just you have you're having this nostalgic bomb in your mind, and you're like, I really want that Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. I mean, I Maybe I'm pretty sure if do. I
1: finish a book or two, I will treat myself to a pan pizza.
0: It's a good call. Anything else you want to add on the potpourri front?
1: I don't really, as I uh, mentioned earlier, I have nothing. Okay. I came here mm-hmm. um, full disclosure, wearing all pink and a frilly skirt and ridiculous hot pink earrings. Because we did see the Barbie movie today.
0: Were you playing with Barbies at this age? Um, 12? Full disclosure, it'll be okay.
1: Okay. I was 11. Okay, fair. Okay. My birthday's end of the year.
0: Fair.
1: Um, Probably on my way out of Barbies. Okay. If I would... Yeah, I probably was. How many Barbies
0: did you have?
1: Oh, maybe about 15. I, I don't know for sure, but I'd say probably about. Did you like have ten? To was 15? there a hierarchy
0: of Barbies? Was there like this is my favorite one, and then these, or was it like you had three or four? I had a
1: couple favorites. I wonder if. Did
0: there... you have Alan?
1: Did I who? Alan. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I had Alan. I I told you I don't even remember which Kens I had. I wonder if they still exist. Like if they're in the attic somewhere. I'd love to see my barbies and be like oh my god because i know i'd remember like
0: um, stay stay tuned everybody september we'll give an update september i don't think i
1: don't think they're there anymore i had a couple figures i like skipper i liked i liked my barbies that weren't blonde they were kind of special but yeah i had i had a you know i had barbies
0: and you had the barbie dream house i did not no did you have the barbie car
1: I think I might have had the car. I think I had a horse. Um, I had a lot of clothes and a lot of shoes. I had something, I don't know if it was like a, um, ice cream shop or something, but I had like something for them, but I didn't have a lot of the places for them to go, but I had a lot of clothes, a lot of shoes, had earrings that you could pop in and out and like a little hole in their ear. I saved the little, the little things that you get on the pizza, you know, little the little pizza things mm-hmm. that hold the box this up. Table. Little yeah. pizza table. Little Barbie tables. I had some of those.
0: Would you say that Barbie, uh-huh. like in terms of, of toys you played with, let's say from age four to 12, where does Barbie rank? Mm. On scale one to ten. Interesting. I'll stop you for a second while you think.
1: Yeah, that's hard. I have okay. no. I have a hard time right I, I I can't right. So, for, so
0: like for me, for that age, for example, probably like a ten would be my Nintendo. Like I played the shit out of my Nintendo at that age. Uh, yeah. Then like maybe like a eight or seven would be like Ninja Turtle action figures,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also like tied Star Wars action figures because like I inherited a whole bunch from like the original trilogy that my parents had bought that they had bought for my uncle and then they just gave them to me. So I'm like I just Sit on Saturday mornings when I was really young and I had like all the figures, so that was cool. Because what would suck is, you know, talking about your Barbie situation, you know, as a kid, uh, you know, getting toys, a lot of times you have to start small and you might only have a couple <laughs> toys. And you're like, Well, I have like a Barbie and then I have like a Ken. Let's say you had those two things, and you're like, Well, this is all I got, right? By the time it ended, you had 15. You were like, you're like, Well, they're a whole gonna have babies, right? right? You can mean... tell a whole fucking tale, there's you know, and then you can grow up as an adult, and you can play Sims, and you can do a whole fucking thing. It's living in Barbie world anyway. It's what it is. <laughs> kind of. Well, um, similar. similar idea,
1: but... An idea of, like, yeah, like... Where was Barbie for you? At 11, I'd say it was probably not even... I probably didn't play with them anymore.
0: From four... Yeah, from four to 12. But when I was 12, younger,
1: I they were probably high up there. I did love playing Nintendo. I loved my My Little Ponies. It's fair. My My Little Ponies were probably, like... When I was younger, some of my favorite, I... But I did really like Barbie's, and it was more the idea of having like a whole pretend world. I'd make this whole like soap opera ish crazy world that I would just play out all these did scenarios. Did you tell Annabella's? Probably, but I didn't know what they were. But yeah, Whereas I'm sure what, I did. Did you do
0: murder mysteries? Did anyone kill anyone?
1: I don't think there were ever murders. I, I don't like, I never did murder type stuff.
0: Were people but, cheating on each other? Did you have oh, Barbie's cheating on each hell other? Hell yeah. Yeah, there was cheating. But like real cheating? Or you didn't know what any of that was? I think I knew enough. Okay, I think there right. was I think there was some naughty. How many bar- dudes Barbies. were there? How many dudes? Were there? I don't How
1: remember. Many... I only remember the girl Barbies because it was more like I wanted to brush their hair and like dress them up. Um, but it was less about that. And like I was never very girly girly. It was more about like playing with like the idea of scenarios.
0: Did you do like LGBTQ plus Barbies? Did you have like no, one think... of the first because they were all Asa anyway? Did you have that? <laughs> like what did you?
1: I don't think I was doing that. But that was only because it was. Um... You know, you, the 80s or whatever and it
0: was the 80s. Did you have at least like 3 dudes? Was there at least like 3 dudes I don't or was know. it like one dude? It was just every Barbie one I probably one had like
1: I probably had 3 dudes. Probably okay. 3. I had probably had 3 or 4. Like I think that I did Okay, now I'm remembering. I did. I think I had about 4 dudes. Um Did you ever just I think just, I had a favorite. Did you, for oh, sure. Hold on. Did
0: you ever just get like a dude and then you're like like let's like say dude. like for birthday, like a birthday, like somebody just gave you like a dude and then you're like uh like, no. did you ever have that reaction, or was, were they always, like, no, it was special? Always,
1: I always... Uh, this is going to sound, like, humblebraggy, but it's not. I always was so excited when I got anything new. It was like, oh, my God, this new doll. I didn't know I wanted this Barbie or this Ken, but I did, and now I have it in it. And, like, it would be so exciting for me. Okay. Any new thing. Um. Yeah. No, I never felt that way. I, I loved all of, so, all of my
0: things. Yeah, well, I, I'm only asking because, you know, some people might... Like, I could totally imagine, like, a different kid like opening a present let's say from you know aunt reader somebody should get you like a like oh here's you know beach ken and you're like i really wanted like malibu barbie right like you really wanted one but you got another because like as a as a boy i know like if i ever was in a situation that i got like one figure and the figure i open is like yo here's like you know death star controller and I'd be like, yo, where the fuck is Luke Skywalker? Like, where's Han Solo? Well, like, you, what know, is this, you know, because it wasn't
1: like that. Like, I I did, like, the Ghostbusters a lot. And okay. I had Ghostbuster figures. And I think if I got, like, Egon but not Peter Venkman, I'd probably be like...
0: What the fuck is this? right like, am I going Egon, this? like, right. where's,
1: where's Peter Venkman? He's the one I really want. You know, I could see that because they're specific. Where Barbies, they were just, like, girls and guys. Girls and boys, right? So it was okay. like, like, I really liked Skipper because she was different because she was younger. I really liked, you know, like I had some brunette Barbies. I had some that weren't white. And I really liked them because they were like not just a typical looking Barbie. But were they all know? called
0: Barbie though? Because I have for those, that it all
1: says Barbie on the um, I'm pretty sure on the box, but I gave them different names. Okay. I don't remember, no, the
0: I, names. I, I really I, I did no research here to talk about this when we just watched the movie earlier today. So, this is just a
1: but also when we were younger, I mean, I think now there's like a lot of diversity among the Barbies, but I think when we were younger, there were just a lot of very tiny waisted, very big boobed, blonde. Barbies. Beautiful b- Barbies. Like they all kind of looked a lot more similar. So any ones I got that were a little different were really special to me. Like i was like, Oh, okay. this is cool. Now it's more of a um, thing, but hell yeah. They was cheating. They were Barbies that didn't like each other. There were Barbies that were friends. Like it was a whole thing. My pound puppies too. They had a whole, a whole family dynamic of Man, aunts and uncles that left, didn't, right? sister-in-laws. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. We
0: got to double check. We'll check yeah. in September. We'll go. We'll we're go really
1: going now. off on tangents here.
0: Why? It doesn't matter. It's a potpourri episode. I remember, and we're talking about...
1: I remember when I was probably like eight, right? Me, maybe nine, and people were starting to stop playing with Barbies. I had one friend, and we would play with our Barbies all the time. I remember being like.
0: I don't... You, wait, wait, wait. Full stop. Yeah. So if you and your friend are playing with your Barbies, mm-hmm. did you bring your Barbies to the friend's house or vice versa? Uh,
1: we're actually, I think, playing at her house. And it was like a weird situation where she actually lived out of town, hours away, um, with her dad. But her mom lived with her grandmother in my town. So she would visit in the summers and she would visit like Christmas vacation. So I would see her a few times a year. We would do sleepovers and stuff. But we would usually hang out at her grandmother's house because they wanted her there because she wasn't around a lot, right? Um, So I don't remember if I brought my Barbies over or if we were playing with her Barbies. I don't remember the situation. Okay. But I remember we were probably getting to an age where like, maybe we had friends that were like, nah, kind of, this is for kids. And like, you know, and I remember being like, I'm never, I'm never going to stop playing with Barbies. Like, I really love playing with Barbies. And she was like, yeah, no, totally not going to start, stop playing with Barbies. Right. And then we had another conversation where I was like, "Ugh, I'm never gonna wear bell bottoms" because it was when kids were starting to wear like maybe flared or like there was something. I think, oh yeah, it's gross. And then a few years later, we're hanging out and we're like, "Oh God, yeah!" Like we would <laughs> to think we would ever like still play with Barbies as teenagers, and we're both wearing like flared jeans. <laughs> like <laughs> was, I just remember was, that so vividly as
0: like you know. It was the foreshadowing where you're like, "Wait, mm-hmm. we're the last two. So let's make this pact where we both agree we're not going to do this thing, but then wink, wink, we are. So when we do, it's kind of like, well, we're just joining the crowd, right? The
1: imagination of it all, you know? Like, I don't know how little, I don't know how boys play with action figures, but it seems like it's a very, like, physical, violent type thing. I, I don't know if it was the same with you, but, like, with me, it was, like, very, like, this whole fantasy world, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was the same. I, I remember when I played with my action figures, a lot of times it would be like setting up the scenario. But you always had like in your mind, especially with action figures, because for the most part with action figures, they were like kind of only a couple types. And of those types, I would say, not a couple types, because then people are going to beat me up. Because you could say, you know, you could say WWF. People
1: are going to beat me Well, up. I'm just
0: thinking like people would just beat up the idea to be like, oh, there's only like a couple. Because it's like you have wrestling. You can have wrestling figures. You can have Jejos. You can have whatever. You can have turtles. You can have.
1: You said G.I. Joe so fast. I thought you said Jejos. I'm like, ooh, what's a Jejo?
0: You can have G.I. Joe's. You can have turtles. The main thing about it would be this, right? So the main thing about it is that, like, like you said, whatever they're doing is generally a violent thing in Mm -hmm. some way. So it's like there's usually a good guy and a bad guy. So you could choose then to have the good guy, like the bad guys and the good guys. And it really just came down to who you thought was coolest. So for me, like. (laughs) I always thought Raphael was, like, the coolest turtle. So he never lost a fight, right? He was always going to be the last one standing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Star Wars loved Han Solo, Luke Skywalker. Like, they're never going to lose. Like, nobody's going to kill them, right? You know, and then I'm thinking about, like, G.I. Joe. And it's, like, there were some cooler G.I. Joes. I think, like, Duke, I think, is was, was his name, maybe? He's like, the main guy or, like, you know, whoever, one of the main, like, leaders of the G.I. Joes. But then there's, like, Snake Eyes and, like like, the ninja. And the cool thing with G.I. Joes was that, like... They had always had like a. Uh, uh, they had a person and then a counterpart, so it would be like there was always a yin, yin and yang. So if they had like one big strong dude here, then they'd make one big strong dude on the other side. So it was always like there was I didn't always, even know that
1: there were good good guys and yeah, Cobra
0: Commander. And the GI Joes, so the GI, oh, G.I. I know Joes that is, they, let's they were say, like a multinational, whatever. Yeah, but then <laughs> I don't know what. But the funny part about it is they're all the same fucking mold. So they just change like what? So they're all the same like height. So that would be. You'd really run into a problem because G.I. Joe's, let's say, and I'm showing Jen, you know, what I about what I think the size of a G.I. Joe is, right? yeah, they're little,
1: they're and then smaller then each than each
0: like, guy. Boys. Would you know, he looked different, so like, okay, like, hey, I think the ninja looks cool, and then they have like their different little plastic weapons, but like, that's it, so like, that's what differentiates this guy from that guy, like, just their plastic weapons, basically, because the weapons are kind of sort of interchangeable if you wanted to. But they're, like, this high. and the, But then the Ninja Turtle was, like, this. And, like, stout. So, you're, like... He, he just made the Ninja Turtle bigger than the G.I. Joe. But also, like, rounder. Yeah. So, it's... Yeah. You know, like <laughs> well, gir- I remember girthier, that. I remember the right? G.I.
1: Joe's being really little. Yeah.
0: So, you're, you're kind of, like... Yeah. So, so you had to really, like, commit if you really wanted to get into that world. Because you, otherwise, like, the scale wouldn't be right. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden, you have, like... Star Wars figures are small, too. Like, the G.I. Joe guys. So, you can kind of, like, mix them together. So, sometimes, like, I remember... Being little, like you pull out a box, and there was a bunch of G.I. Joes and Star Wars guys. You kind of separated them out, and then yeah, made I'll tell you this. Scenario. Like,
1: I never ever ever
0: I love turtles, by the way, they were my favorite.
1: The turtles were your favorite? Well,
0: yeah, because this, because it's very because it was so silly and clean. Because it's like, here's the good animals, and here's the bad animals, and the ninjas, so you kind of knew what was what.
1: I don't think I ever like cross pollinated my toys. Like, Barbies yeah. played with Barbies, I had a Barbie ho- horse. My... Little Ponies had their little My Little Pony stable they were in. They they hung out together, like my stuffed animals were my stuffed animals. My little like Ghostbuster guys were were they hung out together with Slimer. Like I don't think there was ever like any kind of like.
0: Yeah, there was no like cross pollination. No, 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 you no. know. Having said that, it, it, <laughs> it would be interesting to actually see like what like how people turn out if it if it is something if people gravitated towards you know like a younger generation now like let's say they gravitated towards let's say Barbie dolls. Say a younger male generation, it's like, do they do that then because they want to tap into what you're saying, like the creativity? Because again, like you're not doing murder, because like if you're on my side, like yo, know, the G.I. Joes are gonna be doing. No, a mission. They were
1: just always making out,
0: like, right, right. Like right. the
1: Kens and the Barbies, <laughs> are constantly just making out all the
0: time. Yeah, well, that's what it was. yeah. Because I was gonna say, like the G.I. Joes ain't making out, like they they're not no, scissoring, like <laughs> that's not say? happening. We're not doing any of that. The G.I. Joes well, are like scissoring. going to war. It's... They're going to war against the Cobra Commanders. <laughs> right. So, you know, so I just remember all that because I know as like a kid, you know, like you said with the Barbies, you're like, oh, I'm so excited to get a Barbie. It's like if you gave me, all I wanted was Master Shredder and what you gave me was another Master Splinter. I'm like, I have two fucking yeah, Master no, Splinters. That, I, get I that. can't have them. Like I have Master Splinter. I have the four turtles. And then what the turtles would do is then they just keep reiterating, like here is, you know, Ninja Turtles in the future. Ninja Turtles here. Ninja Tur-. So then you're just palette swapping. Right. So here's like feudal Ninja Turtles, but like you only need the four turtles and then you just really kind of need some villains. And they'd be like, well, now here's Ninja Turtles in a different setting. Still Leonardo, still Raphael. Like I would always be a purist. I'd be like, we can't have multiversal Ninja Turtles. I can't have Ronin Ninja Turtles and Future Ninja Turtles interacting with regular ones. Like I would just be weird. Yeah. So, because
1: that's a world that it'd be like existed. Like you want like something. My Barbie world didn't exist. I mean, I knew that there were yeah. like shows and stuff, that ex- but I never watched that shit. Like that was too girly for me. Because I'm
0: saying like, but, like yeah. yeah, like the turtles or whatever. It'd be like, you just want something that's like tangible. Like it's with, it's within this like universe. Like I wanted this toy, and then when you don't get it, it kind of sucked. So it's interesting to. To yeah. kind of hear your perspective, because like I said, we watched the movie and there was some things in the movie that went over my head in a sense of like how some of these things were, because yeah, I like just her, didn't like watch there, it.
1: There were some, it really like, some of it really brought me back. And it's funny because I wa- I wouldn't have even considered myself that a person that loved Barbies that much, because I, I was. I had friends that had ones that were in like cases and never opened because it's a special anniversary one mm-hmm. and really fucking love their Barbies. Like, I just wanted to play with some dolls and makeup, right? But like... It really it's it it took me back, you know.
0: Well, it, yeah, it was a very uh I I would say it was a well. Excuse me, I would say it's a really well-made movie. Um not that entertaining. Yeah. Well, it was, it was pretty entertaining. Well-made in a sense that I think what it did is it really highlighted um the value of toys and of what someone could want some for a toy. Yeah. versus what society can perceive. Is the toy? So I thought that whole thing was really good because, again, like as someone like I grew up in the eighties, Barbie was there. I, you know, we talked to my sister. We took her today to so the movie. Like she had some Barbies. Like I knew they existed. I never wanted to play with them because I didn't understand what any of it was. I was like, we're "This girl, is like, right." Well, but it's not even that they were girls. I mean, back then we were very segmented. Like these toys are for boys. Right. These are for girls. But it was just the idea. It's like, really
1: nice that it's not like that anymore.
0: But it's, it is, and but it's also the idea that you're telling you know, the story you're telling me is like, I would create these scenarios or these people would get involved in these things. And I'm like, well, I'm just recreating the battle of New York, you know, the four Ninja Turtles versus master right. you know, shredder. Like I'm doing that and you're doing this. And so when you say, what do boys do? That's kind of what they did. And it yeah. would end up with a lot of beating up. And then you move on to something else. I mean, I didn't play with action figures for a long, long time. I like them, but I didn't play with them for a long time because I really spent a lot of time playing the Nintendo.
1: Yeah. And well, once, where, once that started, it was yeah. kind of like, Oh my gosh, Nintendo. I like to draw and color. That was a big part of being a kid for me.
0: I'm sure. I mean, that was a big part of your July '93.
1: That was probably my number one.
0: Was so you were reading the baby series, drawing, club. drawing, coloring, maybe casual drawing Look, more than coloring as I got older. Looking sure. at the Barbies, going, ah, I don't want to play with you anymore, and like considering playing some super some maybe Nintendo playing games.
1: them, you know, yeah, secretly.
0: It's fair. Um, Every now I, I don't and know.
1: This really box. just. Just went off the rails.
0: I don't think it did. Um, it's potpourri. So uh, much July ninety three, I asked you specifically.
1: I do feel what you were doing. I feel like we have to acknowledge the Roman race. that we fall that we fell off a little bit of a cliff. We haven't been posting our episodes weekly and timely. I just want to say, if you're listening, thank you. Sorry, we haven't uh,
0: Sorry, we haven't been there
1: every Friday like we try to be, but we'll be back. Yeah, summers are summers are always a little more hectic than we than we plan. But um,
0: we will be continuing to release yeah. these episodes. Uh, sometimes you'll get specials like this one, which will be dropping, which is two episodes. So yeah, you lost a Friday, but you survived. Listen, and it'll be dropping. Uh, you know, maybe on a Tuesday, Monday, and then you might get another one on Friday. Just pause right here though, before we get into our trivia game. Next week if you do want to listen, you do want to watch. We are doing Robin and the I'm very excited about that movie.
1: Yeah, I've probably seen that movie as much, more
0: than any other. I'm very movie. excited about yeah. that movie. So uh-huh. we will be watching Robin and Menanteites. Get ready. I
1: can't wait to see like what didn't age well, you know.
0: Yes, and I or will, if
1: it's even still entertaining. I I'm, I just can't. I think it
0: will be because I do think that Mel Brooks has a really good handle on how to make jokes feel of their time, and yeah. then not be offended by them right. being of their time, because I think it's I think he really the, the thing that he tapped into. We watched history, of the history of world part one recently. I think what he tapped into a lot there, and I, mean, I even think Spaceballs is that what he's tapping into is laughing with it and not at it. Right, and he's laughing with the time period he's making his films, and not at the time period. Because if you're laughing at it then you're part of the joke and you're saying something's really, you know, you're just kind of laughing think he's along. Laughing I mean, this is, this is the it. humor we have he's laughing
1: had. at it a little bit, which is why it actually does age a little bit better. Cause I think it's clear that when things are like, Oh God, you would never say or do that now. It's like very clear that they're making fun of that behavior. And it's not, to- it's not like he's tolerating it. He's kind of like joke. He's, he's poking at it. You know what I mean? Sure. Anyway. I, I, I,
0: think, I, think we bo- I think we both, is- we both agree he captures it in a way that's nuanced. That feels like, you know, he's not... You watch certain movies of the late 90s, early 2000s, and some, and the slurs that they use for people for their sexual orientation and things like that is really over the top, right? It's just part It's yeah. part of the vernacular, and you kind of see him step that back. So you can see some of the racial jokes that he says or things he says in History of the World Part 1, for example, but they're all of the time and relevant. So it's 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 good. But, Robin Hamentites, be ready. Coming next week, Jen. You ready? What Iron Lady resigned from her post as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom in 1990 after losing the support of the Conservative Party?
1: Is it Margaret Thatcher?
0: It is Margaret Thatcher. Um,
1: we should just say what we're doing, and that is doing 90s trivia at each other for no stakes because I've already lost, and we're just waiting on a Trivial Pursuit 90s edition
0: to come. It's an hour and ten I minutes have to buy. In. They know what we're doing. Let's go. <laughs>
1: Okay, what famous music festival did organizers try to recreate? Woodstock.
0: (laughs) What actress... Can you just let me, like, read the whole question? Sure. ...in New York State in
1: 1999? Not in its original location, but in Rome,
0: New York. What is Woodstock? Yes. (laughs) What actress famously danced The Twist with John Travolta and Quentin Tarantino's groundbreaking crime drama... Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman. Correct.
1: What weekly live pro wrestling show premiered in 1993 with a debut episode featuring The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Max Moon?
0: Baby. I like it raw. Monday Night raw.
1: Did you think that in this pack of cards there would be a mention of Max Moon? No, I mean is that... <laughs> we like we're just hang it up now? But it, like, but I,
0: I but I feel like that's definitely one of those things that is really trying to throw someone off. Like really, like it's like subtly trying because it's like the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Max Moon. And you're like, wait, my brain doesn't work. I know who two of those were. Who's that third guy? Max. <laughs> What two Boston besties went wild on stage as they accepted Best Original Screenplay for *Goodwill Hunting* in nineteen
1: ninety eight? Ben and Matt.
0: The daffleck.
1: <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even need to do last names. Who delivered the title role? Okay, who delivered the title role in *The Truman Show*? a 1998 movie about the unsuspecting star of a round-the-clock, globally televised reality series.
0: The Truman Show. Starring Ed Harris, Laura Linney, and Jim Carrey. I
1: think we did pretty good for having nothing.
0: I think we did pretty good. This was a little little lighter, like I said, lighter schedule here in terms of us. We had a, a good amount of time off in the month of July doing... Other wonderful things. If you stuck around for the music in the hot car, we are back in the studio for the TV (laughs) Potpourri Jamboree. We're going to do
1: everything we can to get you all your August episodes. In August. In August.
0: We're only going to make From the studio. Yeah, from the studio. So having said all that, buckle up. We're gonna we're gonna go downstairs and watch Robin and Men and Tights. and then maybe we're gonna get back after this sooner rather than later. But we appreciate everybody. We appreciate all your support.
1: Yeah, if you really, really want to support us, drop us a like on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Maybe write a review of nice things. Um, helps so much.
0: Five stars. It's only. crazy. Helps a lot. Um and. W- Tell, yeah. tell two friends about how you listen to a podcast about stupid people in their closet. <laughs> tell them to tell two friends and enjoy us. Follow us on X. I guess X going to give it to you now. There's...
1: We got to get on thread. We got to get on threads. We'll get somewhere. He's he's really uh he's resisting the threads, but we're going to get there.
0: And or oh, if there's ahead. anything you want us to spotlight in the months to come, drop us a line at BeckyLeftTheChat at yeah. gmail.com. Write us an email. Also, anything we missed... Um, we're going
1: to have an end of the year wrap up sleepover party, mm-hmm. going over some stuff we missed, some stuff we want to go over again. Um, if there's something you or like, sh- how could you do March and not talk about this thing? Like, let us know. We'll, um...
0: And also if you have any cool we'll things that happen in your hometown, I know we've talked before about, you know, space plaques on Long Island. We've talked about... Um, It was K Beers going disappearing and all these things that happened to us that we remember. Is there's anything cool you remember from your childhood? Drop us a line. Tell us about it. We'll research it. Highlight your story. Let us know. But guys, we appreciate everything and we will be back at you next week. Jen? Yes? Take us out. Bye. Bye. (laughs)